Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is England is Burning on Monday, May 17, 2021. Yeah, it's still 2021. Last time I checked. All right. This is a special Women's Champions League final uh, episode. Uh, not an emergency pod like I did last week or in regards to what was going on in England. But I wanted to get the uh, the person uh, either anurban or raja back on after the match was over the whoever the team that won i wanted to get them back on today to get their reaction to the champions league final uh it ended up being way way different than we expected uh you know and so it was a four nil win for barcelona femini they win their first champions league final uh, on the women's side. They become the first club in, in history to also have won the men's and women's Champions League both. Chelsea, if they had won, they would have been had taken that that honor as well. Uh, but it was a 4-0 scenario how it went down. And so that was n- not even close to what Rada and, and, uh, and Anurban had, had in mind. But So I'm bringing back Anurban, Barcelona, Femini fan, supporter, everything else to Smile and celebrate a little bit with us uh, on this show to talk about the final and what happened there. Anurban, welcome back. How are you doing? How how are you feeling today? Thank you, Gita. It's been a hell of a party from, from today, I'm guessing, because it ended at 2.30 a.m. In, in the morning in India. So uh, it's been crazy. Uh, like you said, we do I expected, but... When I was watching the match, it felt like 2019 flashback when we were on the receiving end of the of this this goal score line against Lyon. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I was I was just uh, having massive sympathy for Chelsea because mm-hmm. I know how it feels. I know how it feels, uh, you know, because uh, I saw a lot of. People commenting about, I think Sam Kerr's comment on, uh, and I think she commented on Barcelona when she when we lost in 2019, saying that, you know, uh, I think something about competition, uh, she said, and I think uh, today she faced the, the other side of it where, you know, she uh, they were biggest owners, but uh, I think it was pure nerves, pure nerves by Chelsea. Uh, I, I think they are much better than what they lost. I think... Um, a lot of them were playing the first final, be it uh, uh, country-wise, be it club-wise. We we had the same we had the same experience in 2019 where half of our team was, uh, you know, playing for not half. I think except Martins, nobody had experienced that final, and uh, thank goodness for that. We had that heartbreak, and now we are the champions of Europe. And. Uh- I mean, I can't imagine what the first, you know, the first 20 minutes of that match was like watching, uh, you know, and I'm glad you brought up 2019 and the final there where it was like a total reversal of fortune early. I mean, it was like, you know, Barcelona Femini in 2019 just ran into a buzzsaw and, you know, it was a buzzsaw. And once that, once those dominoes fell the wrong way for Barcelona in 2019, uh, they, you know, it, it just fell apart from there. And this, it had, this had a lot of echoes of that, as you said, where it was like, now it's on the other foot. And I think though, Anurban, that I think, Bar- you know, I think Barcelona had that in their head. They were like, we are not going to let what happened in 2019 happen this time. 
and we are just gonna you know we're just going to be attacking from the very first whistle uh to make sure that whoever that we are going to get the first goal it was basically their the mindset like i you know they didn't care how they were going to get the first goal uh, but they were going to get the first goal. It's kind of what their mentality was. Um, and also it was kind of a dose of Chelsea's medicine to a degree because Chelsea also, as we talked about in the preview, we talked about in the preview that you know Chelsea loves to get out on the front foot early. They like to score early too. They like to you know launch the you know long ball down a flank here and there and then try to get it in to try to kind of get that quick punch and put the other team on the on the on the defensive pressure early and often and then eventually the first goal scores and then a domino effect happens but i think barcelona i think uh they they had other plans <laughs> right yeah uh, so but you also have to understand that when we were playing in 2019 uh, against Lyon, Leo won what five Champions League on the road, and they were like like invincibles, right? Where right. like the the team which we we as Barcelona always thought we want to be, and we were playing them, and they were massive nerves, and there was, and if you see into the 19, the first 10 20 minutes, it was very similar. We had a massive brain fade. We um we did not uh, we did not have the ball. We were just giving it away, and we we uh, gave Leo that that space to build on. And I felt, uh, I think that that's where uh, I felt the the lack of experience. I would say with Chelsea, and of course for us, we we had that experience, and we now know we were one Champions League final experience richer than than what Chelsea had, and um, that I, I think I think experience count because I myself, being a sportsman, I know that. Playing in a final, it, it matters because that pressure which comes in with playing a final, uh, and that too. Of course, we were like a local team, uh, local team winners, but mm -hmm. it's a it's a Champions League, so um, it was massive. Uh, that's why I was I I I tweeted the same thing that you know Chelsea should keep the chin up because they have that team, they have the forward like just just look at just look at if you see I think harder. Missing that one chance, which she had an open goal chance, she missed it. Right, that says it all. Because a, a, a player like Harder, when she misses that chance, when Sam Kerr uh, couldn't, you know, go forward, when half the time Chelsea were playing in their own half, I think that that's where um, our team, uh, Barcelona, was brilliant in putting that pressure from bang on from the very start. And um, and yeah, I think. Uh, also, one thing I would say that while I was following the tweets just before the match, if you see half of the people were supporting Chelsea across the world, how people didn't even know knew Barcelona, and I was honestly I was offended because I was kept on telling people, guys, why don't you support Barcelona? And I think after two goals, people started looking at the stats of Barcelona, how many goals we scored in the league, and that's when they're like, whoa, okay. Barcelona are that kind of team, and all this while people were saying, you know, Barcelona uh, plays for this this league. They have, we haven't had much of experience. We don't have that, uh, you know, um, uh, we don't have competition. But if you see, Atletico Madrid also went on to quarterfinals. Uh, we won the league uh, and beating all the top teams, uh, right? So I feel this is this is, this is the investment of. Um, all the energy 
all the work our coach Liz Cotters he was amazing uh, and if you see our team from 2019 it has hardly changed i think just i think graham hansen she joined in and couple of two more players that's it the core of the team remained the same as in 2019 i think that was that's what mattered at the end and yeah i mean i think it was i mean i think experience means a lot um and it, it really showed you know really showed last night you know how much experience and and we've been here before we've been on the stage before not being intimidated by yeah. seeing the trophy on the stand as we're walking yeah. out onto the pitch and hearing the music and and everything else everything that comes with a you know a a, a final of this this level uh and so forth uh but one of the things i spoke of uh Anurban before in the before barcelona played manchester city in the quarterfinals was I, I I did I I went on a little bit of a rant, <laughs> and, and my rant was was I, I discussed the historical elements of Barcelona and how that connected with Manchester City, and the the kind of the the threads of you know Johan Cruyff, total football, La Masia. Uh, and how it ended up being, you know, Pep Guardiola was part of that, and he was a player at Barcelona, and then became a coach, and then instilled, you know, the style of play that has, and this is the style of play that Barcelona has had for decades, with tweaks. I mean, there have been obvious tweaks depending on players and man, and who the manager was, but but all in all, it's the same sort of philosophy and style and so forth, which is beautiful to watch when it's done well. And then I was saying that that Manchester City, because of Pep Guardiola's influence on Manchester City's uh, programs, including the women's team, you see the same style of play. And so you had a matchup between, you know, Barcelona and Manchester City in terms of very similar styles of play. But the thing I commented on after Manchester City was essentially, you know, basically bossed by Barcelona in leg one was Barcelona knows the style better than anybody else because they played to their style perfectly. And the same thing happened last night. You saw it from the beginning. You saw it immediately. The type of high line of engagement pressure on Chelsea's whoever had the ball and just the physicalness of the defenders, you know, just, you know, uh, trying to get the ball as quickly as possible, you know, try to force an error, try to force a turnover and put the offense in position to, you know, to have an easier buildup of play instead of, you know, having to, to try to go all the way up the field is more like we got, we got it already in the opponent's third. And it's exactly what, and then Chelsea didn't seem to be prepared for it. Uh, that level of intensity of pressure and it forced them into the early mistakes. They just, I mean, it was like, they almost looked like they weren't ready for it. Uh, but Barcelona obviously was, you know, uh, just forcing the errors and, and so forth. Uh, what, what did you think about how Barcelona opened up that first four or five minutes? And I mean, of course they got that own goal in the second minute. I would say, honestly, I, we were a bit jittery in the first five minutes, five ten mm-hmm. minutes. We we didn't control the ball. We lost a lot of balls in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, if you see for the first, I think two shots with harder miss. Mm-hmm. Those were sure shot goals if she would have scored properly, right? I think Sam Kerr also was that black that flip that she made. So uh, and ultimately, I think uh, it was 
Maria who who saved that uh, on on that way. But the point is that you know the first couple of minutes, uh, despite that first goal, we were a bit jittery. But I think after that ten, after that second goal, they became much more confident. That's that's where if you see the mm-hmm. position start to increase. That's where the connection increased. That's where we were bossing around saying, okay, you pass here, you pass here. And that's where. I think Tiki Taka plays very well when you are confident of your uh, uh, of one you are, you have that goal cushion you have solid cushion of two goals and second you know the team very well and by that time Chelsea were completely lost by the second goal they were gone like they were nowhere there so uh, I think that's where we put our just uh, thing down that okay this is the time let's go for the kill and that's where the third and fourth goal came in. Um, Though the second goal, I think with the penalty, a lot of people criticize about the penalty mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, I think after the third goal, people started. Uh, I mean, people wish you know. Uh, I would say uh, they stopped saying anything after the third goal because that's when they realized that okay, this is a dominant force which is not going to stop no no matter what. And uh, I, I love this one quote which Barcelona put in that don't let anyone. Tell you you can't. I think mm-hmm. that's where it mattered. Where all of our team members were just amazing. Um, and like like I said, Mertens, she was amazing. Uh, I mean, the way she ran with the ball, uh, one of the that made the change. And that third goal was pretty solid. So we uh, we put that then after the second goal. I felt that's where Chelsea um, uh, G was playing very well. Uh, I had some details in the first couple of minutes that they can, if they scored that goal that time, uh, we could have come to the back foot. But because it didn't score, I, I felt we grew up, we grew confidence in that and we, we started controlling the match then. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought brought Lika, uh, Lika Martins up because because with the two people that we really were, were we kind of focused on as being keys, ended up actually being keys, uh, you know, in, in different ways than... In, in different ways than kind of we expected with Pernell Harder, I kept saying over and over that she was going to be the key to Chelsea and she was just not in the way that Chelsea fans were hoping for, because, you know, they, you know, they got her opportunities and she was not able to convert those opportunities, uh, you know, when, you know, when it, you know, when it mattered uh, and at a critical point of trying to get that goal back and it, you know, and, and she was not able to even get that, get that shot on target. And, you know, um, you know, and, and I imagine you were probably thinking, oh, my, you know, if she gets that goal, this might be a whole different game. This then turns into that 3-2, that 4-3, 2-1 scenario, but they didn't get that goal back. And uh, in it, and then on the other side of the, and then on the other side of the pitch, it appeared that, and, and uh, I want to get your opinion, it appeared that Barcelona really targeted Chelsea's weak, weak points on defense and it was going to be on their, on the wings on the defensive back line. And it was, you know, Nim Charles and Jessica Carter that were just, you know, got attacked, you know, on each flank. Um, and it started on the left and then there were a couple uh, one on the right. Once Barcelona really then got the confidence, like we can win this game, we can end this game in the next 10 minutes. And they did. And that, that's that I got to give Bar- Barcelona credit for, because I always yell at the screen when teams have an opportunity. I do. I yell at the screen when a team has the chance to put, you know, 
put another team to the sword and end it within 20 minutes. They don't do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't, I can't believe y'all. Um, but they, but this team did. Uh, and the, and they, yeah, they went out and unleashed like the, you know, and you mentioned when they get on the front foot, when they're confident, and then the tiki taka, you know, kind of style of play, open spaces, open, you know, short passing game, quick, uh, you know, came into play, and it and again targeting those flanks, and they t- really took advantage of it, including Lico Martins definitely took a lot of advantage uh, over Nim Charles, you know, in that back line, right? Yeah, I think Chelsea was not ready. Uh, Chelsea was not ready with regards to the flanks. I think mm-hmm. they were they were hoping that we would attack from the middle itself, with uh, mm-hmm. Richie playing the key role in in providing up uh, being a playmaker. But uh, I don't think they were ready for Martens to uh, unleash the attack from the wings. I think that's where that's where things changed because uh, she started putting that pressure in, and at finally they broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that's I think that's what changed finally. Uh, uh, I think after the second goal, um, because I was I was still a bit uh, worried till the second goal because. You know how things change in football. There's two goals mm-hmm. is nothing, right? Two goals, mm-hmm. anybody can you know come back from there. And I really wanted that another two goals because that's where we you know break things up. And uh, I think that's what we did. I think that's where we closed the gap uh, because we realized that uh, you know. Uh, and again, you have to also understand uh, people have been blaming harder, but you you. It's a team effort, right? You, your other team members have to play that role. Mm-hmm. I understand Harder also missed those chances, but you have to also realize that Harder, the last two finals, also was on the losing losing side. She never won the league, so that also matters. Where you know uh, the final, because I have seen, I have studied a lot of these mental aspects. Where until unless you win that match or win any uh, these finals. It, it kind of plays in your mind, no matter mm-hmm. what. And you saw that in, in Harder. She's an amazing player, and I'm sure that mm-hmm. she will grow uh, from this. But the, 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 the time she wins a league, uh, it will be very difficult for her uh, to, you know, because um, I, I felt that the criticism on her was not fair. Um, because I've seen this, right? I mean, I've, I've seen uh, even our top players from Barca being. Uh, uh, though, though, if you see uh, our players were not as, as experienced as Harder, Harder is at another level, right? And uh, our, our own players were good, but then again, they don't have that kind of international experience as such. So uh, that's why I felt that I think this season, the the kind of uh, goal um, goals we scored, right? The the cushioning, uh, the hundred goal difference in the league. I think it all mattered. No, doesn't matter the competition. The very fact that we were able to score, you know, six goals, seven goals in games. I think ultimately that's what matters, and I think that's where we were trying to do. That we were, we went on pushing us forward. Uh, and at, there was a time where Chelsea were in their half, like almost I would say 10, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and that matters. Where we were constantly pushing them. And not letting them come forward. So uh, I think the, uh, Chelsea were much better in the second half, but first mm-hmm. half I think we provided that dent mentally, which I don't, which it was difficult for them to come back from. 
Absolutely. And, and even as I was listening and watching the, the Chelsea commentators, you know, at when it came to be three, four nil, then, you know, it was like, basically there's no turning back at this point. You know, this is, this is, they, you know, this is lost uh, and so forth. Do you think, I mean, objectively speaking, Anurban, was that a penalty for that second goal? You think that was a pen? I would say so. Uh, at the first instance, it looked like that. Uh, I I am not sure, but but yeah. I mean, it at the first instance it looked like a penalty, mm-hmm. and then when the VAR VAR checked, uh, it looked like that. But I am I'm sure that Chelsea fan will have a different view as such. But it uh, oh they oh they do. <laughs> Of course, yeah. Exactly. yeah, they do. Of course, of course. Exactly. I think by the by the second goal, they were they felt that the penalty was the only thing which was a gap between Barcelona and mm-hmm. Chelsea. But after that, I think they they understood. But but I, I felt that uh, when when she was kicking, I think that's where. Uh, of course, uh, I, I wouldn't say that uh, it was the block was intentional. But if you see uh, technically, then she did kick on her shin and then she fell on. So I mm-hmm. felt that, that I don't know, uh, technically I'm not that sure, but yeah, I will take that anytime. Yeah, that was, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you, <laughs> I'm sure you, <laughs> but, uh, but I think that I just, I marked that down. I, I talk a lot, um, you know, on our podcast and our video cast, we do a Chelsea feature every week, as you may know. And I had an episode one time where I talked about how, what, you know, what Chelsea needed to improve on to reach their goals. And at that time, you know, the Champions League final was, was in the distance and, the, and winning the WSO was a little bit in the distance earlier this season. And I said, the back line needs to shore themselves out too short. The back line needs to shore itself up because they were making too many errors. Uh, too many unforced errors, uh, and that's kind of what happened. I, I, you know, one or not, I think it was a pen. That's my opinion. It was. Uh, they reviewed it. They still said it was a pen. So I'm saying it's a pen. Uh, but that was really what that really was was an unforced error. It was. It was. I mean, it, it was, was for, It was forced by the speed and movement. Yeah. You know, with the ball. You know, um, and you know, I exactly. mean, you had someone who was a step behind. And that's what—that's how you get penalties. Is you, you deal with a defender who's a step behind, and that's what happened uh, with that. And you know, and I think Chelsea still felt that maybe we're still could be in this even after it. But I think it was the third goal that yeah, just the was- movement and the passing just overwhelmed. You know, um, you know the back that the you know the back line really hard, and I think that at that point was like, nah, there's no match, and they just weren't in Chelsea on the other end, just weren't able to convert. And even in the second half, when Chelsea played more on the front foot, and Barcelona was really trying to play the game out, they knew the game was won essentially, but they played more. You know, Barcelona was like, man, we don't need the ball as much. We don't. We can just defensively play it out. Even then, you know, Chelsea just you know. Atypical for them, just and just were not able to convert their opportunities when they did come, um, you know. In the end, so I, I I recall as I was watching the match, you tweeted out, um, you know, that you wanted to to edit out the uh, or edit the uh, your discussion about um, uh, about Lika Martins. What so what 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 about that? You what did about what did you want to edit on that? 
<laughs> no, it was just a prediction, right? If you if you remember, you were asking me uh, right. who will be the who the key player uh, player, be. player yeah. for Barca, and I did mention about Lee that she will be the player to watch, right? She mm-hmm. she is that player uh, who will create that change, and ultimately she was the one. She uh, of course uh, the other, and I, I was hearing the commentators that uh, apparently uh, uh, out of I think if they had to give Mal the match. Except Panos, they would have given to anyone, any one of the Barcelona players because Sandra had no role, hardly any role to play in in today's match. Uh, but whereas all of the Barcelona players, I was very impressed with with our defense. I would mm-hmm. really say that the, that that one save which Maria did, I think of uh, harder. I think that was a game changer because that crucial tackle which she made was something which which. Honestly, it was um, amazing to see where where they had figured this thing out that okay, I will defend this. So I think, uh, but I I really felt that uh, Lieke was the uh, you know because I think one of the people com- uh, podcasters commented that it was like a Alfonso Davis who uh, scored the goal <laughs> against us last time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's it's typical Lieke. If you if you have really watched Lieke for uh, Netherlands or Barcelona. She's a classic uh, runner over the wing, and she tries to provide assists, and that's what she did. So, uh, so yeah, that's why I, I realized that I have told you about the prediction that she will mm-hmm. make. A she difference. would be the, and she certainly was. Um, she certainly was. So, is she? Was she your player of the match, in your opinion, in this match? Uh, yes, uh, according to me, uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, she 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 made she had that change. Right? I think. The very fact that uh, uh, I think we were able to disrupt Chelsea's defense from the wings, uh, I think that was a, a major, major effect. Uh, I wish that Hamoso would have much bigger impact, but she, ha- I think she hardly got the ball. Uh, but uh, I think the first two goals were one a penalty, one unknown goal. Uh, the third and fourth goal, uh, I think it was purely Lique, and uh, the third goal probably. Was the solo effort, but uh, it took the match to another level. Uh, and if you see, a lot of people were celebrating her because they saw that, uh, you know, that fast pace, uh, uh, this 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 player who was constantly running up and down on the wings. And I think that's what uh, that's what mattered in the in the last because Chelsea were were nowhere to be seen in the wings. Uh, they were very centralized. She was, you know, she she was in the middle, assisting. Care uh, was somewhere in the middle, um, and I think that's what uh, ultimately that's what mattered because our defense was very solid in that in that middle part. Um, I really enjoy um, I, I I really enjoy celebration scenes, and you could tell how much this win meant for the players and the coaching staff and everything that they had worked so very hard for many years, this project that, that to become the best in Europe. 
um, and to, you know, put Barcelona Femini on the map of, of European powers and put, you know, and put Spain. And I'll, I'm going to ask you another question about Spanish women's football in a second. But uh, but I could tell just it, it was like this release of years of pent up, you know, frustration and, and like, you know, almost have bends and and things like that coming close. But yes, yeah, so far and. Uh, all that type of stuff, you know, it was just amazing to watch. But how, you know, uh, and, and it must be also for for fans and supporters like yourself to see that celebration and be celebrating yourself with them, uh, though though thousands of miles away. Um, but it, it was big for you as well, I'm sure, right? Oh, it was huge. That's me. It, that's what I was telling. Right, since 2019, it was mm-hmm. my dream that mm-hmm. we would win this this Champions League. Mm-hmm. I knew that we had that team, uh, and this year was the year to start with. Um, and if you see, uh, uh, I don't know whether you know, but Bruna is one of the youngest to win this league. She's 18 right now, who is part of Barcelona, and she won the league right now. So uh, uh, the bench strength which we have, the players who 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 had that heartbreak in 2019, uh, including players like Vicky. And uh, you know, uh, Osho Hora, the others, uh, Mertens was also there that time. And that time, uh, uh, I was hearing that in 2017, she had offers from PSG Leo, but she, she chose Barcelona. Uh, and the 2019 loss, I would say, uh, was I would say a, a huge loss for us because, uh, of course, we knew that Leo were a side to beat, but. Uh, it was really painful, and uh, to see them win uh, to, uh, today was amazing. And if you see, they were celib- I think they cut the net uh, just like PK does when they, celib- they cut the goal uh, and celebrated that. And I felt that, uh, yeah, it was all building here, right, for the last couple of years. And uh, the, the project which the team brought in, uh, uh, they trusted the coach. I felt. Uh, a lot of people are not talking about the coach, but I felt the coach had a very important role for us to play. Uh, he was the, you know, uh, a strength for us. So, so yeah, celebration-wise, we all were celebrating here back in wherever we are, and um, we wish that yes, uh, there's more success right now for us. I think mm-hmm. many more to go. Uh, just to start. Um, I, I had a curious question though. Um, they were wearing these very pretty pink shirts uh in the match and then they switched to the blagrana uh jerseys do you know why yeah because uh i think it's symbolism uh that's what i thought yes that's what i thought that that the symbolism of the blagrana and the the catalan colors and 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 that's what i thought but i was just wondering if you knew yeah i was probably that i think uh i think the only time probably we celebrated with the away jersey was uh, probably in the 2006 final, European Champions League final, I think. Today is the 15 years anniversary of that final. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was pure symbolism of Barcelona colors, of, uh, you know, red and red. So, yeah, that's the thing. And um, so also, in I, you also tweeted out, um, uh, you also tweeted out, that a call for more coverage of, of Spanish football. Uh, is this the, the, the flag in the ground, as they say, 
of Spanish football in, in when you look at the European leagues and for women's football, that this is the, this is that we should be looking at the Spanish league more. And this is reason why. Honestly, I, I, I always feel that, uh, probably the media is a bit biased on Spanish leagues, be it men's or women's, uh, okay. not just media, but fans too, of, of mm-hmm. the English teams, because every time, uh, uh, uh Spanish, team wins, they always say, you know, we don't have a league which is competitive, right? Though we constantly keep beating, beating, uh, beating teams in the Champions League. Uh, right, right now, if you see our, our men's Champions League, men's uh, Spanish League, it's one of the closest we have been over the years. And, uh, and I've been, I have been following, uh, like I said, uh, I've been following the tweets of people there were so many people who were Chelsea, Chelsea fans, but none of them ever, I don't know whether they even have had a, had a, you know, probably had a look at how the Barcelona players, they, I don't think they, just because we don't have famous players, I don't think they would have even imagined Barcelona being this strong. Everybody, I think most of the, if you see the English side were rooting for Chelsea. Uh, you know, saying that you know we they were the best and all that, but I felt that just because we don't have the you know big names as such, uh, that the coverage was very low, um, especially from the English media, uh, and I felt that was not fair. I felt mm-hmm. we deserved uh, uh, after winning the league uh, so convincingly, we deserved that coverage, uh, and uh, I think we were let down by. The coverage of others because we thought I thought that uh, you know not a lot of them were covering FCB family uh, the way it should have been uh, and after after we were beating Chelsea four nil that's where the, all the stats were coming up that you know we were hundred goals up and all that but till that time nobody even cared uh, about uh, Barcelona players so uh, I, I felt let down uh, that people were not aware of Spanish teams not aware of Spanish mm-hmm. players. And I felt it was not fair. Okay. And, but how important is this Barcelona victory in the Champions League in regard to that? Because if had they had lost, that narrative probably would have easily continued. Like, hey, you look, they just lost the Champions League to Chelsea uh, in England. And so that continues to play in the narrative of, you know, the Primera de la Liga is not that, is not that good. Uh, there's not, you know, Barcelona who just bulldozed the entire league and they still can't win the, the Champions League. How important was it for Barcelona Femini to win for not only for, for Barcelona as a program, but for women's Spanish football? Yeah, uh, I don't know whether you saw, but uh, I actually tweeted uh, one of the quotes from Vicky Lozada, mm-hmm. captain. She said that this is not just for us, but it's for the people in Barcelona, for the young girls in Barcelona who are who are you know uh, dreaming of playing playing Champions League or uh, or being a future of of Spain? Uh, I f- I really feel uh, that, and uh, this is my prediction that Spain will be a powerhouse in the next four years. You can mark my words that because uh, we right now this this core team has won a league and half of the players are Spanish. Right, and uh, we have the other uh, Atletico Femini and Madrid players coming in, and I think there's a solid player group. And in Euros, 
uh, they can go all the way. Uh, they have that team. Uh, just because you know they don't play that often, I think that's where the conversation misses out. But that, that's what I was talking about the visibility that that day. That visibility is key. Uh, I feel that if if you don't uh, you know have the visibility, that's where the problem lies. Because even if Barcelona say win hundred with hundred points, and if the media doesn't cover it, so even with the hundred hundred uh, points win, it was just covered in Spain. Uh, the English media didn't pick it up. Uh, the say in India the media didn't pick it up or whatever, right? So. I think that's where the gap lies. The visibility is the key. If if it is not visible, I think after that's what I was saying. Once people started looking the gap which Barcelona had, they started connecting the gap, uh, the the goal gap with today's route. So then they connected. Okay, you know what? Barcelona was the best team all over the all mm -hmm. all that time. Right. So uh, so I, I feel uh, it's time that people start covering not just Spain but other leagues too. Because a lot of focus goes on the English league, and I, I understand that investment is there, uh, but I feel that there's much a lot of talent in other places too. In fact, even uh, if you see the French league, also doesn't get that much of uh, coverage. Uh, Lyon also, I, even if they are the champions, they hardly get coverage nowadays, right? Um, PSG doesn't get coverage, so it's it's time that we all deserve this this coverage that. Uh, I think we have done much more uh, than other teams too. So, uh, so I feel that it's time that uh, the other media cover not just Spanish football but uh, French football and other other countries too. Yeah, it's interesting that that narrative that you speak of around coverage and and uh, I have a lot of comments online. Uh, you know, during the Champions League, you know, women's Champions League competition, when an English team had been knocked out like Manchester City or, or and then in this case, Chelsea, was the narrative of, yeah, we, we have the most visibility, but that doesn't mean we're the best. You know, and, yeah. you know, uh, and so it's an interesting narrative. But I think, and that's one of the reasons, Anirban, really, to to be honest, when when I when I saw those tweets from you talking about the coverage of Barcelona, the coverage of of Spanish league, and and so forth, I wanted to have you back on, uh, you know, to to, to talk about that because this team absolutely does deserve you know, the, the flowers, the kudos and everything else, because this team was an incredible team. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be one of the first people to eat crow. I, I sold them short for the very reasons why a lot of other people did. And for the very reasons that you were talking about in regards to, oh, well, you know, it's a one team league. Uh, they're not as, you know, they're not as tight from top to bottom. There's not a lot of parity. You know, they just bulldoze everybody. That means league's horrible. You know, I mean, I fell into that narrative and, and even, you know, and I was like, I, I watch, try to watch some of the highlights and some of the games and things like that. And I was like, still wasn't totally convinced. I'm convinced now, you know, and everyone else should be too. <laughs> um, because they, I mean, this Chelsea team, honestly, is a great team. Yeah. This four nil show is doesn't do them justice um, of how much of a powerhouse they are. Um, I mean, they won the league by two points. Um, the team that was in second place only lost one match the entire season and still could not uh, yeah. could not knock off Chelsea. That's how good Chelsea is. But then th this shows you how good Barcelona is on this night. Now, I also think Anderbon that this match could have easily been that 3-2 uh, 
that we've talked about or that two one if certain things had gone a different way uh and so forth and i think that's what chelsea fans will kind of hold on to like you know the four nil doesn't really do us justice and it's true that part is true but at the end of the day barcelona you know bossed the pitch you know and and they you know they won convincingly they won in their own style they won uh, you know, defensively and offensively. Um, and all credit goes to the players, the coaches, the staff of the program that they tried to get to this mountaintop and they breached it. Now, my last question for you then is what next? What next for Barcelona? They now have reached the mountaintop. What's next for them in the future, the next season or two? What do you expect from them moving forward? More of the same or what? Next, I think, is to defend this crowd. Uh, okay. I think- uh, and not just next year, but for multiple years. I think we have built this team to dominate uh, for for the next couple of years, and we are. Uh, I think we are on on track. Uh, we will have a couple of two or more signings, but I think the core players will remain the same. Uh, uh, and I have honestly, I have like that's what I was talking about narrative. Right? We it it has to be that uh, people look at us. Not, not just look at the league and the performance of the league, but also appreciate that, that the champions are... It, we didn't become champions in one day. We also suffered that loss. We also suffered that heartbreak. But we built onto that. I think uh, for us, next will be definitely the path for the next couple of years. Dominate the Champions League, dominate the league. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and I, I feel that... Uh, if I go beyond Barcelona, I think it would be Spain. Uh, that Spain becomes a, uh, becomes a Euro champions soon, uh, and I feel it, it's very near. We we are very close, uh, and I am a supporter of Spain in in, in uh, international platform. So um, uh, the the very fact that one of the youngest players is Bruna, who who is 18, who won the Champions League, who played I think in the in the second leg of the Man, Man City. Uh, quarterfinals and semifinals in the PSG, and that's where I feel that we have a massive bench strength. And um, most of the players are Spanish. That, that's the that's one of the best parts. So, uh, so I feel yeah, we we have the team to dominate, and I I hope that we dominate like Lyon uh, at least for a couple of seasons. I would really like that that we we get to dominate. We have the team for that for sure. And do you feel like the Barcelona is going to be able to keep this squad together and, even, and not only keep it together, but possibly strengthen it? Definitely. I think we will strengthen it. Uh, I don't think anybody will go right now. Uh, mm-hmm. There were talks about Oshohala moving. I don't think she will. Uh, she wants to be a champion. And I think Barcelona has given her enough, a very huge platform for us to show. And also the trust Barcelona has shown to her, right? So I feel that uh, I see players coming in, but not much. I would say one or two additions because we have amazing bench strength, young players mm-hmm. who are sitting on bench. And I, I think in the league, we will give them a chance on the next season. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they will start playing much more than what they were playing last year. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think it, it will be like a La Masia model where uh, our, our academy feeds onto the main team and we won't be going like a massive buying streak outside. Um, because like I said, uh, 
I, I wish that we would have like star players like uh, you know Ada Hegelberg and uh, you know Midyama and stuff. But uh, honestly, I'm happy with the squad. Um, though, yes, it, it's a because see the the star players also bring in visibility. I I feel that uh, if you see Barcelona, the, even the men's team, uh, I think before 2006, there were not much talks about Barca because again the narrative was very different. But I think once Deco, Eto, and all started coming in, that's where the visibility started coming in, and I feel. It will do good if we have if we sign one uh, solid superstar. I would say uh, um, just to get that visibility on in media that you know what we are we are not just serious, but we want to attract that talent. Uh, we want to attract those classic superstars who can come and play for uh, for the in the Spanish league because I think that's where it's missing. Uh, I feel uh, Carolina Graham was the, was the only huge signing which we got. But uh, I I would see one probably one star signing if it's possible, but I don't see that happening honestly. Uh, but yes, uh, that this team has a massive uh, road to go ahead, uh, and I see if we could defend another two Champions League Champions League, that would be pretty amazing. Uh, that would be a great legacy for this team. Yeah, I, I think it is so important that um, I mean Barcelona looks like a very very solid squad up and down, you know, depth wise. Um, they got an academy system that's one of the best, still one of the best in the world, um, and, and a lot of dedication to the program, a lot of resources, and I don't see anything different in terms of them doing anything different in terms of resources moving forward. Um, so, so the future is really bright. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. really bright uh, and so yeah. forth. So um, thank you so much for coming on yeah. and talking to us. And, uh, and I wanted to add to the, to the, the well-deserved coverage uh, of our sub, you know, um, Femini after winning the title yesterday or last night, uh, I'm going to let you go and let you celebrate some more or get some sleep or do something uh, <laughs> and so forth. Uh, but you enjoy the moment. These, yeah. these, Moments don't come often and often enough uh, in in life. So thank you so much um, for coming on. So, um, so we are going to just that's the end, in the end of this episode. Uh, we will be talking uh, with Mark with the Barmy Army to talk about Manchester United being crashing out of the FA Cup on the English side. Uh, also yesterday, so we'll get his reaction to that. That was Casey Stoney's last managerial appearance for at least Manchester United before she moves on. Uh, we'll talk to him later on today. So in the meantime, please thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Share the video, uh, share, uh, share, smash a like, subscribe, do all those things. We've been smashing records over the last week in terms of views and listens and so forth. Thanks to all of you. So thank you so much. And we're going to shut this thing down until a little bit later today, y'all. And uh, have a good one. Take care, of each, take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Don't let the darkness hug you at all. Get some, Get the help you need. Get the assistance. Support each other. Support yourself. And we're going to be out. <laughs>